I almost couldn't stay in my seat right there. That was good. Praise the Lord. Here we are in a series entitled Side Effects. If you choose to be a committed follower of Christ, there will be side effects. Uh, there, will, there will be problems that we will face. And we looked at that this last week. We looked at rejection. And if we're going to follow Christ, there are people that will reject us. Here we just listened to a story of a lady who her family rejected her because she accepted Christ. Now, you may not be in that spot where they will reject you uh, as a family member, even want you to die. That might not be the case, but there will be side effects. You stand up for Christ in the workplace, and let me tell you, there will be side effects. Boy, it just got quiet right there. We stand up for the Lord in our homes and our families. People say, well, you get, you get together with other people, you can't talk about politics and you can't talk about religion. Well, if you can't talk about either of those things, you can only talk about things that don't matter. Something of zero substance. Well, how, are the, how are the 49ers doing? See what I did just right there? <laughs> Zero substance. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm still, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I'm just not going to let go, hanging on to them. And so, all right. But uh, side effects, if we follow Christ, there will be side effects. But some of those are not just consequences. When we use the word consequence, it's almost, a negative, it's almost always a negative connotation. And side effects, when you, get, uh, you go to the doctor and they give you medicine, they give you a list that it just keeps on going of side effects. And the medicine is usually worse for you than the disease that you have that uh, they're giving you the medicine for. And, and so there's these things called side effects, and there's, uh, it's always negative. But serving Christ, there are some side effects, but there are blessings. There is a good side. It is good to serve Christ. It is good. Teenagers, let me tell you this morning, following the Lord Jesus Christ will change your life. It'll set you on a path that will bring so many blessings in your life. And you can listen to the peers and the pressure uh, of all that's trying to draw us away. And let me tell you, it's not just the kids that are submitting to peer pressure. Christian, if you want the blessings of God, they are there. They are available to us. And the side effects that we are going to look at this morning about being a committed follower of Christ. I'm not talking about being a casual. I'm talking about committing and saying, listen, Lord, I'm going to follow you. I am going to decide that I'm going to live my life in such a way that brings you glory and honor. I'm going to, I'm going to live the life that you have created me to live. And let me tell you, when you do that, you will be blessed. So this morning, last week, we looked at, uh, first week, we looked at it's rough to serve Christ. Last week, we looked at the rejection of being a committed follower of Christ. But this morning, we are going to look at refreshment. It's refreshing 
to serve Christ. You know what? I woke up this morning and I didn't have to wonder if anybody will find out. I didn't have to wake up with regret. You know what? Serving the Lord, there are so many blessings. So many blessings to following his plan for our life. And being a committed follower of Christ does come with a cost, but it's not only negative. So this morning, we're going to look at side effects, and we're going to look part three here at refreshment. Father, I pray that you would take these next few moments and help me to be a help uh, to these who have gathered this morning. I pray that uh, if we have not made that commitment that we are going to follow you, that we would make that commitment. Uh, There may be some that have not trusted you as their personal savior and uh, this is all new and they need to get born again. Uh, I pray that you would work in their hearts and draw us and help us uh, to be a follower of Christ. And uh, Lord, I pray that you would help us to just to see some of the blessings that can come our way as we choose, as we determine, as we decide to follow you. And so blessed now, for Christ's sake, amen. I've been looking at, uh, over the last few months, uh, just discipleship. The importance of discipleship, the importance of being a follower of Christ. Here in this passage in John chapter 6, what do we find? We find that there are some followers that made a decision that it got too hard to follow Christ, so they were going to go a different way. Let's look again at our text this morning and uh, look with me uh, at verse number uh, 65. And he said, Therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given him of my father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him, uh, walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and art sure that thou art that Christ, the son of the living God. You know, here there were some that decided it was too hard, but there were some that said, you know what? Who else are we going to follow? You have the words of life. Let me tell you this morning, uh, I don't care if everybody in the world turns the other direction, we've got to keep following Christ. We've just got to determine that we're going to follow Christ. Maybe somebody that we're close to uh, quits going to church or they stop following the Savior. We've got to determine we're going to go forward. Why? Because he has the words of life. He has the words of eternal life. He is the Christ, the Son of the living God, speaking of Jesus himself. And so following him, but following the Lord, we find that there is refreshment. Uh, So let's look at some areas where we are refreshed. Number one, in faith. In faith. Uh, The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. Christian, you and I are to walk by faith. Man, I wish I could pencil everything out. 
I wish I could uh, have everything dialed in, know exactly what's going to happen next, and uh, be able to just uh, just look and know where I'm at and where we're going and, and, and not have to worry about the unknowns. Uh, the times when uh, there's, no, there's no food in the cabinet, uh, those, are, those are rough times. When there's times when there's no gas uh, in, the, in the tank, uh, when there's no money in the bank, and we're, we're trying to figure out how we're going to uh, meet the needs. Let me tell you, uh, the Lord wants us to walk by faith. You know what's refreshing about faith? is because when you see God come through, your faith is going to grow. It is the times where we face the biggest burdens. And I'm looking around the auditorium this morning, and I'm seeing people that are going through it right now. And, and, and you are experiencing this, these hard times, and, and you, you are uh, here, and you're trying to be faithful. But let me tell you something. When the Lord pulls through, you're going to see that your faith in him was, it was worthwhile. Your faith in him was justified. And sometimes, though, he doesn't answer the way we want him to answer, though. How many of you have kids? How many of you have had your child come and ask you for something? And they keep on asking, and they keep on asking, and they keep on asking over and over and over and over again. And sometimes you say yes. Sometimes you say Maybe. Sometimes you say, not right now. Sometimes it's no. Now, does that mean if you tell your child no that you don't love them? Come on now, don't get quiet on me because you know where I'm going, don't you? If God doesn't answer the way that we ask him, doesn't mean that he doesn't love us. And it doesn't mean that he is not there. But let me tell you, when we put our faith in him and we trust him, uh, we will be refreshed because he does answer. Call unto me and I will answer thee. The Lord does answer prayer. And he will be there for us. And he will meet the needs that we face. And when our faith is put in Christ and we're following him and we see that he proves himself true, there's refreshment there. There's refreshment. Peter here is the one that is speaking. He said, Lord, he said, to whom shall we go? You have problems. Who else are you going to go to? You can go to the government if you want to, but Uncle Sam doesn't know your name. He doesn't care about you. But we have a loving Heavenly Father that does. For God so loved the world. He loves you. He loves every single one of us. And here, uh, our faith in Him, uh, it, needs to be, uh, it needs to be sure. And our faith will bring refreshment. Matthew chapter 11 and verse number 1, the Bible says, And it came to pass, when Jesus had made an end of commanding His twelve disciples... He departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. And now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? 
And Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk, and lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached unto him. And blessed is he whomsoever shall not be offended in me. Uh, John the Baptist is in prison, and John, as he's there in prison, he finds himself doubting. There was, there was a time where John heard the voice of God when he baptized Jesus. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. John had absolute faith. He pointed to Christ and said, Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. John was somebody whose faith was solid. It was stable. It was, it was, he was committed to following Christ and pointing others to Christ. But he found himself in a valley. He was in prison for preaching truth. Those days are coming back to America. But he was in prison for preaching truth. And he starts asking. He had some of his own disciples and he said, hey, go ask Christ. Are you him? Or should we look for somebody else? You know what? His faith was shaken a little bit. Burdens and problems will shake our faith. But trusting Christ, trusting his word, our faith will be stable and solid. John got to that point. But here, he found, he found uh, the testimony of what God was doing. You know what? Uh, we could stop this morning and just start giving testimonies about what God has done in our life. You know what that will do to others that are maybe in a place of uh, their, their faith right now is, is unsure? Uh, it will help solidify their faith. Faith is, 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 uh, is, is refreshing uh, when we see what God is doing. Uh, Matthew 6, thir uh, 30, the Bible says, Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the, the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little, what? Faith. Faith. He'll take care of you. God will take care of you. He's, he's got it. Uh, he'll take care of you. Uh, he has a plan. Uh, he not only provides, but he protects. Uh, Matthew 8, 23. And I've got a hasten here. Uh, and so Matthew 8, 23, he said, And when Jesus was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea. You follow Christ and you will find yourself in a storm. You will find yourself in a storm. And as they are going through that, uh, the disciples, verse 25, and his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are you fearful, O ye of little, what? Faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Faith. Trusting Christ. Staying faithful to him. And when he, when he proves himself true, our faith is increased. It's refreshing. We can be refreshed uh, by our faith. Faith, uh, the committed followers of Christ, will exercise their faith, and their faith 
will grow. Uh, Matthew 17, 20, and Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Nothing shall be impossible unto you. So here we look at this and we see, first of all, uh, refreshment, refreshment in our faith. Number two, fulfillment. One of, one of the side effects of serving Christ, it's fulfilling. It's fulfilling. Philippians 4.13, Bible says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Amen. You know what that does? That gives confidence. That gives confidence. When you're serving Christ, you're going the direction that he would want you to go. He said, I'll give you the strength to do what you need to do. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Personal fulfillment uh, is given to us as we follow the Savior. Jeremiah 29, 11, uh, the Bible says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. God has a plan for us. He has a plan. And that plan... When we follow, we find that there is fulfillment there. I've told the story before. I was not raised in church, didn't get saved till I was 14, eighth grade. And I remember sitting in my room and looking at, my, looking at the ceiling in my, in my room. You couldn't see the walls. It was all ACDC and Black Sabbath and Iron Maiden posters all over and and I'd listen to my music and I'd look at the ceiling and over and over again, I'd think, if my life is a dream, I wish they would wake up. There was an emptiness that was there. And I tried to find that, fill that emptiness with so many things that the world had to offer, but there was always that emptiness. April 23rd, 1983, I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I have never had that thought again. You know why? Because following Christ, there's purpose there. There's fulfillment. I'm not saying that there aren't problems. I'm married. (laughs) There are problems, absolutely. Every one of us have problems. There are struggles that we face. She's still smiling. It's okay. There are problems that we have in life, but there's a fulfillment that comes when you're in God's will. I can lay my head on my pillow at night, and there's a peace that God gives. Amen. There, are there burdens that we carry? Absolutely. But there's a fulfillment of being in God's will. Bible says in Psalm 37, 4, delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. 
There's a couple different views on what this verse really means. One of it uh, is that when you're uh, delighting yourself in the Lord, you can ask him for whatever he wants and he'll give it to you. And that's, uh, that might come into play. Uh, but I believe what the verse is really saying is that when you delight yourself in the Lord, he gives you the desires that you have. He gives you a desire to want what he wants you to want. And so he changes our desires. When I think about my life and my desires now compared to before Christ, uh, they're not even close to the same. And it's not because I just have decided to want different things. No, God has changed my desires. He has changed the wants that I have. Uh, The Bible says, if any man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. Uh, That desire for me to go into ministry, that did not come from me. I will promise. I promise you that. Uh, that came from the Lord. That was a desire that he put in my heart. But Philippians 1, 6, the Bible says, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And now the Lord is, is working and in his will and in his, when you are in his, his plan and following him, there's fulfillment that comes. Romans 12, 2, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. That transformation, the gospel transforms us. He makes us into a new creation. Bible says, old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Uh, but, but once he He transforms us, the transformation by the renewing of your mind. Why? So we can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God wants you to be in his will. And in his will, there is fulfillment. In his will, uh, there is peace. Uh, Philippians 4, 4, uh, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds uh, in, through Christ Jesus. And so, uh, so we find that uh, there is uh, the side effect uh, of, of refreshment of following the Lord. Our faith is going to be renewed. Our faith is going to be uh, recharged. Uh, fulfillment. But then I want you to see, lastly, fruit. A side effect of being a committed follower of Christ is fruit. There are blessings that come. You know, that a fruit tree, it doesn't bear fruit for itself. The tree never enjoys the fruit that it produced. It is for, the, for others to enjoy. Our Christian life as we are following the Lord and we are a committed follower of Christ, other people should benefit by our faith. Amen. Other people should benefit because of what Christ has done in your life. It's not about you benefiting from what Christ has done in your life, though you will. 
It's about what others are going to benefit. That fruit, uh, Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Uh, all of these are fruits of the Spirit of God working in the life of the believer. And what happens then is other people get to enjoy what you bring to them. Years ago, I was... Uh, we were up from from Washington. That's where we lived, and uh, our youth youth group decided to come down to San Dimas, California. Uh, they had a youth extravaganza, and it was a college. It was PCBBC. Uh, some of you might remember that, and it's no longer there. But uh, this college, uh, the campus, uh, being from Washington State and then coming to California. There's definitely a difference. And so we did not have orange trees in Washington. And uh, we got on campus and they had these signs everywhere. They say, do not pick the fruit. And so uh, they had the, the trees were back off of the, uh, in the area of the campus. And it was more of decoration. And, uh, but anyway, there are all these oranges that were uh, on this tree. And this uh, uh, college kid, they don't listen to they don't listen. Kids just don't listen. Uh, and so anyway, he comes over to me and he says, have you ever had a fresh picked orange? I said, no. He said, would you want one? I said, well, it says we can't pick them. He said, no, that'll be all right. Just sort of like we do. Uh, anyway, so he ran over there. He picks this orange and he opens that thing up and he gave me a slice of that orange. And I'm telling you, it was not even, I, it didn't, it wasn't an orange. It was heaven is what it was. I, I mean, it wasn't this dry uh, thing that had been picked while it was green and had been sitting in a warehouse for six months. Uh, this, this piece of fruit was amazing. It just blew me away. I could not believe how different it was. And let me tell you something. Uh, the love of God, the love of Christ should come out of us and other people should think, man, that is amazing right there. God has done something good. And if you are a follower of Christ, people should want what you have. Amen. We should live in such a way that others see that there is a difference. And there is a difference. There's a difference. And it's refreshing to serve Christ. It's refreshing. It is refreshing to be a blessing to other people. But when we look at this fruit, in John chapter 10, the Bible says that herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. John 15. Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. You and I are not just to follow Christ so we get something out of it. Our following Christ should result in others accepting Christ. Other people getting to know Christ. I mentioned this last week uh, about uh, how many people accepted Christ the very first time they heard the gospel. My hand was up. Uh, we were talking to, uh, uh, where's Frank and uh, uh, see it? We're right over here. Uh, and so uh, we were talking to them yesterday. Uh, and the first time I heard the gospel, first time I heard the gospel, I got saved. 
Man, I knew I was a sinner. I knew I was, I deserved to go to hell. I mean, there was no argument. I knew. Everything that he was telling me as he opened up the Bible and shared what God said about me going to heaven, I knew I was a sinner. I'd sinned against God. The punishment was hell. I deserved to go there. He told me that Jesus Christ, God's son, died on a cross because he loved me. And he died to pay that sin debt so I wouldn't have to. And then he asked me if I wanted to accept Christ as a savior. And I'm telling you, uh, there was no hesitation at all. I just accepted Christ. I wanted him to be my savior. And over these years, there's been the ups and the downs. And, uh, and I've learned and I've had to grow. And, uh, and as I try to serve him, let me tell you, there are so many blessings that come from just following the Lord. God blesses obedience. When we commit ourselves to follow him, the end result is that God will be glorified and other people will come to trust Christ. Other people will hear the good news of the gospel. Other people will benefit from your relationship with the Lord. And they will be helped. They will enjoy some of that fruit. There are people in the Bible that we see that with. So many, I'm not going to go down the list this morning. But with that, the fruit of the Spirit, it's love. Do the people around you experience the love of Christ? They should. That love of Christ, that love that is unselfish, that, that love that there's no strings attached, love, joy, peace, gentleness. You know, we could all use a little bit of that, couldn't we? Goodness. Faith, meekness, temperance. Following Christ, it not only blesses us, it will also bless others. We may have those times of rejection, yes. We may have those, those times where it's rough. But being a committed follower of Christ, it's refreshing. It's refreshing. And if you're here this morning and you're saved, if we are not sensing being refreshed, then we are not living out our faith. Being saved doesn't mean that we are living the life that we need to live. This morning, if you're saved and you've committed to following Christ, we need to be seeing these things in our life. We should desire for our faith to be refreshed, that fulfillment to be there, and then also that, that fruit. Now, if you're here this morning and you're saved, this is, this is the beginning. Salvation is the beginning. But from there, 
we should be growing. And either we're going to be growing or we're going to be backsliding, one of the two. We want to be growing in our faith. Father, I do pray that you'd help us this morning. You know the needs of each person. And uh, Lord, there are some that just need to rededicate their life. They've, uh, they're saved. They're on their way to heaven. But uh, maybe in their faith, they've fallen back. They've fallen away. Uh, maybe like some of these disciples in John 6, they, they walk no more with them. And, uh, and now, Lord, as we're here today, uh, maybe there's that reset that needs to be pushed. Uh, I pray that you would work. Maybe there are those that uh, are just in a, in a time right now and uh, they're, they're in a struggle, in a burden. I pray that you would help them to just stay faithful to you. Uh, and may they see their faith strengthened and grow as you prove yourself true. But then, Lord, if there are some that do not know you as their personal Savior, I pray today would be the day that they trust you. May that be the case. So work in our hearts, heads bowed, eyes closed. Nobody's looking around this morning. Maybe you're here this morning.